in this episode. I'm not interested in uh, 120 days of Sodom. You know, I'm I'm not interested. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. I was, oh, the way, the way you said that. Oh, you're not interested in that, Chad? That doesn't tickle your fancy? No, no. Welcome. You're listening to Paleo Cheese Podcast, Episode 14, Part 1. Real Life Horror, Serial Killers, Empathy, and forgiveness. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Chad Lutsky. And I'm Jeremiah Bannister. And you're listening to Paleo Cheese Podcast, part of the Project Entertainment Network. We're the podcast where a seasoned horror veteran holds the white-knuckled hand of a horror newbie as they explore the genre together, film by film. And that white-knuckled newbie is me, bro. <laughs> yeah. It is, dude. And, and, it is. And I am the worst. <laughs> obviously uh because we oh. we threw the the chase lounge out on the curb for yeah. anyone who wants to pick it up <laughs> we, yeah. we, we should announce why we did yeah. so um and basically and i think we touched on this on our last episode with uh armand rosamilia where um we talked about it, it kind of goes back to our episode with uh, jeremy wagner when you confessed uh the sin of never seeing jaws and yeah. him having a jaw, <laughs> literally a jaw-dropping reaction to that. It's hilarious. And it is. And, and yeah. that got uh, that sparked a conversation on Twitter. And then when I found out, for me, which was worse than Jaws, that you had never seen Evil Dead, and, and mm-hmm. that there were so many other films that you... I mean, for, for a person who can literally recall and write down every horror movie that they've seen, that's uh, that's something special. That's something that's something different, yeah. bro. Yeah. That's- I did, dude. I, I, I could recall, and, I, and the only one that I missed that I can... So far, because I'm probably going to stumble on stuff and be like, oh, I think I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Like, Poltergeist was that. You know, I was like, I don't know if I've ever seen that. Right. And I got into Poltergeist, and then was like, oh, yeah, wait a second, that psychic lady you know yeah, yeah so i i knew but but friday the 13th the first mm-hmm. one right i i as far as i knew i'd only seen the uh what is it jason in manhattan right so mm-hmm. it's the only one i'd seen that i thought i'd seen but then i was watching it and i'm like oh and and i didn't remember a lot of the film but there were certain key parts that i did and so i figured that i've seen a significant amount of it, but it, you know, there were things that I, I very, very key parts of the story that I was either I'd forgotten or was just completely unaware of, or I just missed it. Right. And maybe stoned I was, stoned. yeah, I, mean, I might've been really ripped <laughs> <There's> <laughs> a, a handful of years of my life that are a, kind of a blur. And so, but yeah, I, I, I admitted that I hadn't seen jaws. I admitted uh that i'd never seen the evil dead and then it was this long list of things right on twitter and i i rattled off a whole bunch of them and people were shocked one guy was like you know yeah you have you know what you haven't seen raiders of the lost ark i mean it was like one of these kind of things that you know everybody's seen raiders and so um and i have seen that okay um <laughs> that's one i've seen uh, but there were all of these movies and so many of them um, really important to um, to the canon, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so once I started laying those out, 
there were a lot of people, their mouths just dropped and they're like, oh my gosh, this is insane. Like, why haven't you seen this? And there's, of course, the backstory. I mean, you know, you grow up in a home where that's just not, you don't really, you're not allowed to really watch. And we talked with, with uh, Armand about that, you know, uh, even talking about some of the scary movies I did see, like the, the Thief in the Night series, <laughs> which, which, dude, when you're, when you're trapped in a church all night long and it's, it's one of those lock-ins, man. And you're there for youth group and it's super dark and it's raining outside and it's two in the morning and they crank on this thing about the Antichrist hunting people down in caves and putting barcode tattoos on their forehead to buy stuff. And then with a guillotine with their head getting chopped off into a laundry basket, uh, you know, I mean, that's kind of scary, you know, and especially when you don't know it's coming. They didn't like put it on a poster like, oh, by the way. And they and, and to admit, you know, there's kind of that kind of cliche that they use where they're like yeah it's meant to scare the hell out of you kind of thing <laughs> and that's you know but that's what they that's the goal of that and so that was really terrifying i had serious serious nightmares do for a while so there were all these movies and and there were so many just that i'd never seen and so here we are <laughs> and and we'll yeah. be perfectly transparent here and and state oh. that um the reason for the transition too is uh i mean jeremiah and i both love uh movies of all genres um i i i love the notebook i i'm sure i cried that's just how i roll and i and and but then i love evil dead too you know so but our audience and the people that particularly the people that um the company that i keep um being a, a horror writer writer or dark dark fiction writer or whatever um, most of my friends are, uh, you know, horror fans and at heart, that is my go-to genre. I've been a horror freak since, uh, you know, I was like five. So it made sense, uh, to, when I found out that Jeremiah was such a, a virgin to most of this and that not only because, uh, it was not something that was in his house, but also because, of some underlying fears like yeah. <laughs> poisonous turtles and uh, <laughs> sharks, uh, non-existent sharks uh, in swimming pools yeah, and uh, the dark and yeah. things like that, that, you know, later Spiders, on. Spiders, tornadoes, thunder, lightning, you know, and uh, uh, musky, right? The, the Northern Pike with big, huge shark shaped teeth. Cause I saw magazines, man as a kid and it was all those fisher magazines you know it's like it's like fishing porn right where everything is is exaggerated and it has this musky on the front and his teeth are just glistening you know as it's kind of swimming through and everything and it's these massive almost piranha like teeth to it and i remember asking saying oh my gosh is there you know is there pike in our lake and they're like oh yeah i go fishing for pike all the time and they don't even know but inside my mind i'm thinking dude i'm a, i'm a dead man <laughs> I, and i used to go tubing all the time i loved tubing and you mentioned poisonous turtles and people might think that's funny but that's actually true you didn't just pull that out of a magic hat that's <laughs> something that when again as a kid growing up on a lake you go fishing and i used to go fishing and I saw this turtle and my buddy's like, you know, he's kind of a jerk. I think he went to juvie for something bad. But and he, call, he used to call me germ. He was one of the only people that ever did that. But um, he told me, he said, dude, you got to watch out, man. Those things can be those things are poisonous. And I'm like, what? 
He said, oh, yeah, man, we got poisonous turtles in this lake. And it totally freaked me out. And I kind of didn't believe him. And and I went out with my dad and we went on a, a speedboat and everything. My dad's fishing and stuff. And we come back in and it, I know it's unrelated, but it was kind of fueling this fear of danger in the water and things you don't see. We come in and my dad, it, you know, I'm telling him I'm kind of nervous about stuff. He's like, oh, there's nothing to be afraid of. He hops out of the boat. And steps into this kind of seaweed up against in the foam up against the shore. And man, he steps right down and he screams, ah, and he lifts up his foot. And there is a bullhead, dude. And it's like the little the little sticky thing underneath their mm -hmm. fin. That thing was stuck in his foot. And that fish was just chilling just right up against his foot. And he pulled it out and blood started draining down his foot. <laughs> and I see this and I'm like you've lied to me man <laughs> like like this is evil in here and and from that point on like going out and swimming i used to swim to the dock you know or the the little pontoon raft that'd be out you know 15 20 feet out no more i used to go on tubing and i still tubed for a long time i'd still go tubing and my parents they'd always be shocked at how for some reason man i would never let go like i i would i was amazing like an olympian tuber right and it's because i was freaking out about falling off man like the idea of falling off it's you know poisonous <laughs> turtles shark teeth uh pike that are like jaws and stuff you know bullheads that are going to poke me and so all of this stuff as a kid and even last thing i'll say man i used to be even afraid of people coming in at night and stabbing me and so I would I would put extra blankets on to the point that I'm sweating profusely, thinking that, well, this will stop it. <laughs> so so all of this stuff, I'm like a, a pretty, pretty dumb, smart kid. And, um, you know, like the village idiot that's read some books. And so that's kind of what it was like for me. And even though a lot of that stuff went away, I still have some irrational fears, even though a lot of that went away, it 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 conditioned me to basically say nothing to see here whenever i'd go to you know pop popcorn video or whatever that was called you know that they used to have or blockbuster or whatever your family video and you go there and there's the horror section and you see all the scary stuff i mean it was like horse blinders dude just walk past it don't look <laughs> um kind of stuff and so that's just that's how it played out and so we were friends all that time and i knew you were into horror but you didn't you never knew that about me which is kind yeah. of funny you know yeah it is it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, what's ironic is with all of your inexperience with the films and you, the fears that you've had you are not afraid of the thing that i am afraid of the one thing that gets me in a movie to have reservations about even watching it and that's uh possession films yeah no, no, no. demon possession that doesn't bother you and it it gives me the chills yeah well i think that's because of my studies in theology and stuff and some personal experiences that i won't go into on the show yeah. today <laughs> people can talk to me privately and say hey you know have you ever dealt with exorcism stuff before um talk to me about it but you know so there are things that i've experienced in my life being raised pentecostal with deliverance seminars and stuff like that um so i've seen some weird junk and so when I when I watch these movies that are about that, um, you know, I, I'm kind of like, well, that's fantastical. You know, that's not it, it would be it would be scarier for me. It, it, there would be there is one. There's a, a documentary that I don't know if I'd watch. There's a 
I think he may have been, in fact, the the Catholic priest uh, at the exorcist who was in some ways connected with the movie that was talking to them about uh, exorcism. He was a popular exorcist, in fact, um, and he died not long ago within the last couple of years, if I'm remembering correctly. But there's a movie about him and a documentary about it. And they even have audio footage of of people speaking during these exorcisms. And I remember watching the trailer for it and you hear this voice where it's multiple voices at the same time. It's, it's you can't, mm-hmm. I don't know how you could create that yeah. right with the natural voice and stuff. Um, and this person doing that. And I mean, I, it, it freaked me out. So, so that would, that would scare me in real mm-hmm. life. Right. For those, you know, for different reasons, but yeah, yeah watching exorcist or, you know, what's the, was it uh, Emily Rose? Mm-hmm. Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So seeing that, no, you know, even, even, well, hereditary is different. Hereditary is a different deal. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. So, yeah, but that's a funny thing. Cause yeah, that's something that freaks you out. Yeah. And it's also funny. I don't know if we mentioned this before, maybe we have, but that I, I watched uh, dead alive with you. Yeah. You showed me Dead Alive. Which I think, yeah. because, because that always seems to be kind of like the, that is not a gateway film. You know, that's a, <laughs> oh, oh you you think you've seen it all? Check this out. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's like a last yeah. little line kind of thing, you know? So I think because you had watched that, uh, that I was just under the impression that, that you know, you'd had your, your cherry popped. It's like never smoking weed and then just doing a whole bunch of heroin. PCP. Yeah. 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 Some angel dust. You're just like, well, I'm just going to go for right, some angel right. dust for my first time around. Right. And, and then you're like, so yeah. what's pot feel like? And I'm like, what? <laughs> you've been shooting up every day for the last 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's true, man. And that's but that's also probably why I had to have you. Because tr- if you remember, man, I had you turn that bugger off like four times to pause it because I'm like, bro, I'm going to puke. I'm like, this is yeah. so, so intense. I'm like, bro, I was getting nauseous watching. And um, I, this is probably why, man. You know, yeah. it's, it's like there was no, there was no kitty pool for me. Right, right. It was just throw me into that. Right in <laughs> yeah, right in the deep end, you know. And so, um, so we've been having fun with this, man. And like, we've seen some that are connected with the, 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 the format that it feels so long ago, like, you know, last week, basically. <laughs> that that uh that we were doing the the old format the the good old days Chad yeah yeah um but, but no doing movies like Phantasm mm-hmm. doing movies like Hereditary we did um what's the other one? Uh, uh uh just before dawn mm-hmm. okay so those were those were super cool and in fact I love them but I also admitted in there you know that and people can laugh at me and go bro you gave this movie this rating are you serious and now they kind of might have a better idea to be like, okay, compared to what, you yeah. know, he doesn't, he hasn't seen a lot. So it's just to him, it's like, you know, going on the kitty ride, the kitty roller coaster at the local mm-hmm. fair, you know, and white knuckle in the daylights out of that, you know, as your eyeballs are popping out of your head and you're like, dude, this is so dope. And you're like, really? dude? For real? Now I don't want to, I don't want to say that about those movies though. Because I like Just Before Dawn, and I think I always will. <laughs> so so it's not yeah. the kitty ride. But you know what I'm saying is that a lot of this is going to maybe be that way to where I've just never been on, and I'm going to date myself saying this, but I've never been on the Magnum. I was in real life. But imagining that I'd only been on the smaller coasters, 
And I'm like, bro, have you been on the, the mean street or the, the blue streak? The blue <laughs> streak, dude. That's like Cedar, the first one there. Yeah, at Cedar Point, being like, have you been on the blue streak? And they're like, what, bro? <laughs> it's been a minute. Um, and so yeah, but that's that's um so I'm excited about it. We laid out, we laid out yeah, the movies that I'd seen, you know, and I've seen it, it's funny too that I have this blind spot because. I've watched a bazillion movies. Like if if I were to write out every movie I've seen, I've seen some of the greatest movies that have ever been made. And a lot of them that are, you know, goofy or whatever that I think are really fun um, and things like that. But I've seen a ton of film. I've studied film, right? I've been, so I, I've, I've started to study it as a, as a craft and as an art form and stuff like that in, in art theory, for example, um, and theater and stuff like that. And yet here all the while, I could talk all day long about a whole bunch of different genres, but then there was this one and it just happens to be your forte, Chad. Yes. Yes. Your identity and, actually. <laughs> and, I, and I'm super excited. Yeah. And it's funny because I, you know, I keep thinking about all these different movies and I'm like, I'm like, how can I scare, how can I really scare him? You know, <laughs> or, or uh, what, what, what's real, what's he really going to like be like, Oh dude, that was, that was almost too much, you know, or, yeah, you know, I mean, and, and, and obviously there's a line that we don't want to cross. I'm not interested in uh, 120 days of Sodom. You know, I'm, I'm not interested. Oh, the way you said that, oh, you're not interested in that, Chad, that doesn't tickle your fancy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not big on oh. torture porn. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I I liked Saw. There's been a couple oh. intelligent films that that I did like, but stuff like Hostel that just doesn't seem to have any real intelligence behind it. I'm not Human Centipede. Uh, what do you think about that? I've seen that. I didn't put that on the list, but I've seen that. I have not seen that, dude. Oh. So yeah, human centipede. You know what it's about, though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, bro, it. it it's it's not it's not right, man. It's one of those that's yeah. kind of it's torture. It's like torture porn. You know what I mean? I mean, I just, what's what's grosser than that? Other than Salo or whatever the you know the Sodom. Yeah, yeah, and so, yeah. So it's it, to me they're in the same category, and I'm not, I have zero interest in that. You know, mm -hmm. I don't care if they're like, well, yeah, but it kind of is based on this historical. No, I don't, I don't even care, dude. Just, I, so there might be things that are over the line. And as I've said many times, I, I'm not a big fan of watching films that have um, nudity. Right. Yeah. I like films that in, even scary ones. And I, you know, I've been doing kind of the thing where I'm taking note when there is nudity, writing down the timestamps. And that way, that way, because I really am, am sincere. I really want to go on to IMDb and see what it takes to begin. If it's just anybody can post, if that's the case, dude, I'm totally doing it. And I'm going to start posting under these movies and say, look, for people who want to watch this movie, because it's good. But you may just simply say, well, that's a gratuitous booby scene. You know, what's the reason for that? That if you don't want that or you're watching it and you think, well, this might be a suspenseful movie for kids and it's not a bunch of gore. And, and but it's got a couple scenes that are inappropriate. Well, here's the timestamp. Skip over it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but I'm not into that. So I, I'm not a huge fan of tons of sex and nudity in movies. Um, and you've and, really been enjoying uh, sharing all of this with your kids too. Not not all of this, but you've been in, yeah. really enjoying being able to, um, you know, 
check on IMDb for the parental advisory. And if, and if things, you know, are okay, then, and, and if I say, you know, sometimes you'll ask me and I'm like, yeah, I think that, uh, just watch out for the beginning of, you know, phantasm or something. There's a, some TNA there, but, but so that you can watch it with your kids or you'll watch it with them after you've already seen it. And, uh, so I, I, I go to that too. I go to IMDb and, and I have checked their parental guidance thing for years because, um, you know, I've, I've, well, my, my youngest now is 15. So there's really nothing that I'm like, you can't watch that. I mean, there's a huge difference between like a horror film and like a rated R comedy. Yeah. Those can get really, really raunchy. Yeah. And, um, you know, let's face it. He's 15. Uh, he has seen way more than I'm sure I'm aware of. I've been, <laughs> I've been that age and, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, but we used to, we used to have to find crinkled up sticky magazines out in the woods, dude. Yeah, exactly. Like random yeah. stuff. Like who left this thing here? Oh, kind of stuff. Right. And right. with them, I mean, it's it, right there. Finger right there. Yeah. Yeah. All the yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that, that's uh that would be cool to, to list that for the, those who want to steer clear of that. Yeah. Um, you know, at that age and stuff, you know, and like, yeah, it, it's one of these things and you bring up the kids, man. Like, you know, we've been watching films, you know, th this week's been kind of weird. Um, I, we, you know, it's been a very difficult week. It's the week that a lot of very significant situations in my daughter's life. It's the four year anniversary of a lot of those that are extremely painful and sad. So I was actually not in the real world for a while. Chad knows this. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know. That's why our, that's why our podcast, uh, with, uh, Padavano was late was because you know, of me. I mean, I, where I was like, what day is it? It was Saturday, dude. So, I mean, I was not, my brain was just, my, my heart was just not there. But I've been watching stuff with the kids. I've gotten some books come in the mail, but I'm reading on writing with you. Or not with you, but you're, you've encouraged me to read it. Um, yeah. yeah. And so I'm doing it, right? I'm following the advice, man, because I'm, I'm in the, the main stretch for the book here. And so it's really pumping me up. But I got a drive-in. I got that in the mail, right? Awesome. Uh, uh, three of them, right? The three. It's really cool cover too. I love I love the art in there, the colors, the brightness of everything. It's really cool. Um, and I also got Bird Box. Okay, and I'm supposed to be getting My Name Is Legion. Um, I think that's what it's called. It's the book from um, Phantasm that's on the younger brother's right. desk. Yeah. yeah. So I looked it up and I said that kind of looks like a cool, a cool book. And so I it's supposed to be coming in the mail, and I want the the a copy of on writing for my library. Cause I, I prefer that to eBooks um, personally, mm -hmm. but so I haven't been reading a whole bunch, but I have been watching stuff, you know, with the kids and my kids, because of this decision, my kids have this interest too, and they like scary stuff. Um, and so we, we watched some things and I, I'm glad that, you know, going through these movies and finding the spots that are bad because they loved phantasm. Phantasm is an awesome movie. And they loved it. And they, they loved the soundtrack to it. They loved Halloween. They thought Halloween was amazing. In fact, Halloween's their favorite. Uh, even the soundtrack is their favorite. And so all we had to do was find out, well, where are the scenes that might be inappropriate and stuff? And, and afterward, what we've been doing is, of course, skipping over those scenes. And they know they're in there, right? So they're not, like, aloof to it. So when they're older, they're, you know. But the thing is, is that... um after it's over, we, we talk about it and we, we talk about the, the makeup and the costumes about, um, 
misdirection. What is that? Dramatic irony. What is that? Um, the idea of what, what other movies have these actors been in and actresses? What else have they been in that you might even know? There was one, I forget which character in what movie, but it was like, they're like, wait a second. I think that's one of the voices from, you know, the chipmunks or something. They were on a chipmunk movie and another one was on that show. We bear bear or what? I don't know much about it. But my kids like it. And so, you know, it's one of those things. And so they, they see, okay, so that person didn't die. And it, it was great because my daughter, she brought this up. She, she, we were watching a movie and she goes, Papa, you know how I know this isn't real. And I said, how do you know that? And she said, because there's somebody recording it. And she goes, that means somebody's in the house, like with a camera. And she's like, imagine if there was somebody in this room right now, like who would that be? Would it, it's not our family. It would have to be somebody else with the camera. And I said, not only that, but they would have to take that and somebody would have to edit it. Right. And, and you'd have to put music with it. Cause there's no music. Like, do we open the door? If a bad guy's hiding behind a door and he comes out, are you going to all of a sudden hear a whole bunch of crazy screeching violins and cymbals clashing? <laughs> or is it just a creepy dude coming out, killing you? And I'm like, so, so we're, they're understanding that they have, uh, literacy uh, a kind of literacy with the craft of movie making and specifically with things that are otherwise scary and treating it more like um a roller coaster ride in a way and to say mm -hmm. we know what we're getting into it's a limited amount of time and in most of these stories in most of them there is at least some kind of a hope even if they get away right like in halloween michael meyer flees and he's gone da -da -da, and you're like oh my gosh um, but she's well, alive. Watch, they need to watch Halloween too, then, because Halloween two uh, begins at the. I mean, it's the same night. It begins at the very end of wow. Halloween. Yeah, <clears throat> there's some there's some boobies in there, but I know where they're at. We can find them, and I and I have my wife find them too. Like, so if people go, well, Jeremiah, are you are you flipping through the movie to <laughs> <laughs> find out? You're like you're targeting it, like you're intentionally going through. It. It's like no, 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 no. Uh, my wife is doing that. And then she gives us, she gives me the list and she'll even line them up and say like, well, in this, they're just kissing on a couch or something. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and how inappropriate is it? But this allows, this opens up a lot of things the kids might be able to see and it doesn't shelter them where all of a sudden they get in this crazy world because truth is I live that. I live that. And I don't, I'm not wanting to dog my parents. I love my, I, I have zero regrets for the way that I was raised. Right. At the same time, it doesn't mean that I want to emulate everything about it. Mm -hmm. And it means, you know, there were some things that I felt like I went through where I had a fear that was unnecessary to have because it hadn't been really talked out in a way that yeah. made me think about that and say, well, wait a second. OK, that's not a real guy in the closet. We and we, how would a person even get in our home? We have a security system that, that you know, and stuff like that. And and so if he did, it would be beep, 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 like we would have something like that. And and what's the likelihood like? How often does this stuff happen? We have reports on on death so we can actually go and look at that and find out how many because there, there are people like that in real life that will go in and do terrible things to families. And that's real, which is also, I think, why they're, they they liked watching Halloween more because mm -hmm. there was an element of that, that they said was more scary than other ones that might just be gross because Michael Meyer, for example, I mean, he's like hiding behind a tree or he's in a car behind them and you know that he's in another room kind of standing there and stuff and they're oblivious to it and that's terrifying 
And yet they, they know too that like, in, in fact, and this is the last thing I'll say about it, um, because this is real. I mean, we live, we live in the city and we have really cool neighbors. We have a really great neighborhood watch and stuff. And our neighbor across the street, they were out, I think in the alley behind his house. And he said, my daughter was riding her bike in the alley, which, you know, we hadn't, we, we were new there and we'd never had alleys before. And we didn't really think about that. And he said that there was a car, man, that was creeping for real. And he was, and he walked out there and saw it and was like, whoa. And he went out and told her and said, hey, sweetheart. And he told us later, and we had to talk to her about alleyways, being by yourself, stuff like that. Don't do certain things, be with your brothers and stuff. And so we had to have that conversation. But, you know, that kind of thing that there are people that you just, you're oblivious, you're happy riding your bike. That's a real, that's a real fear. And so to, to even, it opens up conversations to have on how to protect yourself from real things too. So it's been not just, you know, debunking certain monsters or showing the flaws in it and even talking about the bloopers and saying, look, go, cause IMDb has all of them, dude. So you can go and you can yeah. say, well, you know, in this scene, their microphone is showing, mm -hmm. you know, or in Phantasm, the rope on the casket is showing. And so you can show the bloopers in that. And it just brings it down to a place of being scared in a fun way. Yeah, which is important for kids. Even me as an adult, I if there if I watch something, you know, I, I mentioned earlier about only being really frightened of like uh, possession films. But. I am also, I wouldn't call it being frightened, but I also get this. There are types of films that can really disturb me. Uh, films like um, where I kind of like a Henry portrait of a serial killer. I know you haven't seen it, but any listener who's seen it probably understands uh, what I'm talking about. Really, really dark film that makes you feel kind of just dirty after. And <clears throat> like almost like, um, I wish I wouldn't have seen that. So, yeah. uh, in the, you know, movies like that, that just, that kind of torment you. Uh, I, I will throw on, you know, family guy or, or something really lighthearted to, to, you know, something bright and lighthearted mm -hmm. three's company reruns or what have <laughs> yeah, you. Dude. So, so yeah, for, man, for a kid to, mm -hmm. to, um, uh, be able to have something where it's like, see, this is how fake this is and point out inconsistencies in the film or little, you know, the boom mic showing or, yeah, or whatever. Uh, it helps, you know, yes. it helps. And it, it helps not just in quelling their irrational fears, but open, it, but allows you to discuss things that are legitimate things to be afraid of. Um, so you can kind of, uh, separate the, the wheat from the chaff on that and say like, this is something that's legit. And here's something that's not legit. And, and not to lose sleep over things that are not legit. And I think that that's important. And yeah. so it's been, it's been really cool, man. Let's just put it that way. And plus we just, we, we love it. Do we, you know, my daughter, she'll be on my side or my son, they'll be all cuddled up by me. And like, she's, when it gets really, she's like, Wah! and she climbs up, man. Yesterday she was like on top of my head and I'm like all kinked over, man, my neck. And she's like, her arms are like all around me as she's watching, you know, and and so it's just, it, it's a lot of fun and we always have a good conversation afterward. And they are always, of course, they watch stuff that's fun. So like they'll watch Batman or Super Friends or play Minecraft or something like that. That kind of gets them back into, you know, normal 
normal life, if you can say that about <laughs> any of those things I just said, you know, but but to to get get him back to that happy place, you know what I mean? Um, and just yeah. everything working out good for the good guys all the time. And so yeah. it's been really cool, man. And even I know it's weird and it'll be interesting to see how this plays out in especially older films, uh, maybe even newer ones, like at least from what I kind of know about um, what, what's the what's the film it, is it, it follows. Oh, yeah. Can't wait yeah. for us to watch. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But like that, where it seems like a, a lot of the people who end up getting killed are people who are having premarital sex. right? Like, And the people who are not yeah. doing that end up being the ones who don't get killed. <laughs> You're like, yeah. you know, and it's it's like maybe it was the culture, you know, and it kind of played into other fears, you know, whether sexually transmitted diseases or whatever. Um, but that. That uh, you kind of see that, and it, whether it's Halloween or, uh, and not everybody, because I mean you have other ones, you know, like the person who provided the venue in in Friday the Thirteenth, man who owns the camp. I mean, he gets jacked, right? He's a dead guy, uh, kind of thing. Uh, and then it's the mom, and so there's a lot, of, there's a lot of these things, like the mom, and she wasn't watching when when you know. So it's like, I think there's a lot of these kind of things that maybe play into it. I wonder, at least I wonder about. It. I'm not saying I think about it, you know, and that I. Yeah, I don't think I brought this up before. Uh, I did bring it up. Actually, I think I've just talked to my mom about it. But this is here's some irony for you. You you just saw Friday the Thirteenth, mm-hmm. um, a, a mom revenge movie because the camp counselors are flirting with each other uh, instead of watching uh, the mom's son and he drowns. Mm-hmm. Well, when I was a kid, I told you that I was. I, I think I mentioned before that I had a. Uh, severe uh, fear of water, of drowning. I mean, that, that went away by the time I was, I don't know, 12 or something like that. But when I was really young, um, I, I, I really had a fear. And apparently at some point I had some swimming lessons when I was young that I don't really remember. And um, my mom was watching me from the bleachers or something and, or, or she was there you know, uh, attending my swimming lessons, the people that were supposed to be watching me, this girl and this guy, they were, they were sitting there flirting. I was, I, apparently I was drowning in, in this pool and they were not paying any kind of attention. Wow, dude. But the irony here is I was born on Friday the 13th. And so I thought that that was, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know, dude, I didn't know this, bro. And when I put two and two together, I, I called and I told my mom, my mom about that. And I was like, I don't think she's seen Friday the 13th, but I was like, uh, isn't that kind of ironic? Yeah, it's kind of like weird. That. dude. I never even put like, like the 13th, right? I've known in the past because I've been I've been to your birthdays before. We have a mm-hmm. video, man, actually. on when, I think you were I think you turned 30. And there was a yeah. video that we made that mm-hmm. day where we were. In fact, I think we were just talking. It wasn't, yeah. yeah last was, year, last year, thirty, yeah. Yeah, last year, you know, when you turned thirty years old, <laughs> you know, it seemed like so well, long so ago, funny. you know. What I mean? Yeah, and so, but I think we have a video from that. So, like, I've known this, but I never even put two and two together on that to be like, was it a Friday? Yeah, you know, or like what day of the week? I never even like thought about that till you just said it. So, dude, that is that's that's crazy, man. And so, I, I'm really interested in this whole project. And I, you know, when you brought it up to me, and you're like, okay. You know, how do you want to do this and everything? Because I'd made the reaction video too, um, to to Jaws, which is kind of weird, dude. That be, people 
like that. And I, we were kind of wondering if, yeah. if anybody knows where they've been sharing that, <laughs> like we'd like to thank them um, because it was just so weird and stuff. It's so different, but that, um, you know, the idea of saying, okay, we love talking about all these different movies. We talk about books, we talk about music and we're like super artsy about it. You know, we'll go way off into, into, to, you know, one, one time, uh, Butch Cassidy, you know, and do that November, you know, things that are not necessarily new or things that people may have even heard about and then go to things like Were Rooster, for example, <laughs> you know, yeah. or, or Killer Sofa, especially. And Talk so scary movies. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so like, you know, to, to see these and to say they're so the, the, the it's unpredictable. And we really love doing this. This is a lot of fun, but we really want, we, we want to do something that that really connects with people and that that kind of has a fan base that's not so hit or miss that's like well are we kind of a vaudeville act you know that it's just really random unpredictable things like what are they going to do this week because then the question is you know really to be honest why should i care this week kind of thing mm -hmm. and that's a true thing you know it's it's a real thing when you come to marketing a program and talk and host talking it out and so you were like look man You've never seen this stuff. I, it's your life, right? You're like, you're like, I've seen all of this. Like I, I'm encyclopedic about, about horror and all of the, you know, all the different movies and books and things like that over the years. And, and so, um, and that there's, there's a base of people there's, there's a fan base in that genre, particularly that, that they really enjoy that. And that there's a genre of people that you know and i know i was kind of harsh toward one guy <laughs> online I, I said his fetish was showing you know but um it, it under under one of our videos but the thing is is like um there are people who like to watch other individuals get really scared <laughs> and say yeah. like oh we want to see this guy crap his pants like that would be hilarious and they get a sick kick out of that like watching you know a fire of a house on the news there's a, a, a feeling that somebody gets watching that it's not like that they like to watch it but they like the fact that it's not them. And there's something about that too, watching somebody get scared or just simply experiencing something for the first time. You know, you brought up as the example, you brought up uh, those dudes, man, who listen to metal, you know, oh and they're like super hardcore. They, they're, they've never listened to metal before death metal or whatever. Uh, and they pop on those headphones and you can watch these, these reviews of that. And, and where the reaction videos and stuff. And so to have an element of that, but still have the elements where we're talking about books, we're talking about music, we're interviewing authors, and even other people who are into film and video stuff and everything else and acting even. We have a lot coming down the road with this. But that, uh, that this just works out, dude. Speaking of music. Yeah. We, we don't talk about it often, but um, I moved my stereo out of my um i've got two stereos one cd player and, and then and then i got my turntable i moved my turntable and speakers out of my office and i put it in um in my living room because my the back windows of my office face a house that's close by and so i don't want to like blow them away um and i and i i listen to music a lot while while i'm cleaning the house while i'm cooking so i just thought it would be a, a better place for uh, to put the turntable and as a result, I've been listening to more vinyl and less CDs, and and I have hundreds of of records. But I've been, I I bought some some new ones recently, 
and I bought um, I bought a Plasmatics record that uh, has some of my favorite. I know you probably don't know them, but <clears throat> they have some of my favorite favorite songs on that particular record. And I bought um, two albums that I already had on tape and CD, but uh, they are New Age albums by an artist named uh, Patrick O'Hearn, who used to play for a band called Missing Persons. I don't know if you're familiar with them either. No. 80s, pop, 80s new wave pop band that were really popular. New wave or new age? New, or both? New age music new, from a band that was doing new wave? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And people um, might not know that about you, dude, that you're into like even new age music. I, I like Yanni. It's yeah. about as close as I get to it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't listen to, I, I like Yanni. I don't listen to much of his stuff anymore. I listen to more like synth heavy, less orchestra, or, or orchestra stuff. Um, but more like synth heavy, uh, real ambient type mm-hmm. things. But Patrick O'Hearn is uh, definitely my favorite new age artist. And I just, I just, uh, I found a couple of his albums that I thought were going to be costly on eBay and they were not. So I, I think they were like 12 bucks a piece or something. So I grabbed him, grabbed that uh, plasmatics record. But um, yeah, I've, I've been having a blast. And in my wife, a while ago, I bought uh, Danzig's first album on CD. I, I had I had, had it on cassette for years. And I remember when it came out in like, what, 89? I was really, really disappointed because what I knew of Glenn Danzig was The Misfits, you know, one of my favorite punk bands of all time. And then he's got this metal thing he's doing. And I was constantly being disappointed uh, in the eighties with bands that would put solid debut albums out and then go metal. DRI did it. Uh, it was a slow transition, but they did it. Uh, suicidal tendencies did it. Um, and Danzig. And so, um, I can appreciate them now more. Um, but at the time, uh, there were real disappointments. Anyway, um, I am a, a, a fan of Danzig. I'm not a fan of his whacked out beliefs in the, the whole satanism thing it's actually kind of hilarious and it's hard to take him seriously yeah but to me he is uh one of the greatest songwriters that uh has ever lived i mean i, I know that you're not familiar with a lot of misfit stuff but if you familiarize yourself with uh that stuff it is the most brutal earworms that you cannot get out of your head. The most catchy, like, stuff. And he just, uh, he's you know, he wrote all of that stuff on either keyboard, bass, or guitar. Told everybody else how to how to play it, you know. And, and he wrote every single wow. riff and everything else from all of the Misfits and all of his solo stuff. And he's got several solo albums. And Sam Hain, his band after... Uh, the misfits but what's funny the reason why i bring it up is Sam after Hain. getting yeah, yeah after, <laughs> after getting the 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 debut danzig on, on cd instead of just having it on cassette because I, n- I never listened to my cassettes i played it one day i think for my wife my wife she likes the misfits she's she's not gonna throw a patch on her coat or purse or something but when i'm playing the misfits she hums along and they and she gets the song stuck in her head and stuff it's not anything that she is like hey let's listen to the misfits or she's right. driving around and listening to the misfits it's just <laughs> it's the one punk band that she's like yeah. not going to complain about if i have 
uh, well, maybe if I put the Earth AD album on, then she she won't tolerate as much. But um, Danzig, dude, she uh, during this time that we're we're um, we're going through the quarantine thing, she her business has uh, um, she's lost some business. She owns her own cleaning company, and with people stuck at home. You know, particularly a couple of months ago, they didn't really need her. I mean, she has other mm-hmm. clients and stuff that, that did and places of business. But she has been spending a lot of time honing her, some of her, uh, like her learning to watercolor. She's a, an yeah, artist man. that touches countless medi- mediums, photography, sculpting, painting uh, in various uh, mediums. And watercolor is one, you know, so we got a whole bunch of watercolor stuff, really nice uh, brushes and paints and everything. So she has spent hours and hours and she often listens to music while she's doing this. And dude, that freaking Danzig CD, man, she's always listening to it. (laughs) She hates the lyrics and she feels kind of, you know, convicted of even listening to some of it. I mean, they're not super blatant or anything. It's not like Slayer's first record or something. I, but I feel that way listening to to Perfect Circle sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 But um, but man, she is addicted, and so I <laughs> bought the second Danzig record. Yeah. And uh, but it's so yeah. funny because I'll be off writing somewhere uh, outside or whatever in my, in my office, and I walk out, and uh, she's listening to that. Danzig if, if people knew my wife <laughs> yeah you know, yeah she's one of these people who yes she likes music but if she never heard a song for the rest of her life she'd be okay with it mm-hmm. she, you know if she never listened to music again she's she's can take it or leave it so it's just weird to um to have her uh really rocking out to that and so i want to bring that up because i thought it was funny and and we don't talk much about music you know, my wife's kind of in a similar situation. I can't really think of, you know, a whole bunch of bands that I like rock bands. And, uh, you know, I, I like a lot of sad music, too. You know, Ben Howard. I, I don't know how to pronounce the guy's last name. Is it is it Frusciante? John Frusciante? Frusciante? Frusciante. Yeah, yeah Frusciante. He just came back to the Chili Peppers like, Dude, uh, last year, I think. His his music, the, the song to the siren. Bro, so I, I I like a lot of that. I like Norma Jean, you know, Radiohead, stuff like that. And so my wife's, you know, I'll never hear her tune into anything like that, except for Highly Suspect. She loves Highly Suspect. And in fact, we went to a, one of those intimate shows, you know, where like you go and uh, you go to this venue that's normally kind of big and but they've got it in a smaller section of the, you know, of the uh, of the place there. And so the venue and there's a limited number, a couple hundred instead of thousands of people. It's only a couple hundred. And so it's kind of it's more intimate. Right. And we mm-hmm. paid good money to go to that. We went to the Highly Suspect show and that was just mind blowing. Dude, that guitarist is just yeah. through the through the. Oh, man. Unbelievable. But also the, the idea that, you know, uh, that that she's also in a similar situation with her work, too. You know, that she's uh, and she's been doing artsy things, you know, putting together. She actually made a chaplet. Uh, it's a prayer bead kind of thing, like a rosary, mm. uh, but it's a different number of beads and it's a different kind of thing. Um, and she made one for a friend of ours uh, that was kind of a special friend that we got. And we want to send that out to them and everything. So she's been doing that and knitting. She made a bunch of these coasters because she's sick and tired of me leaving cups that <laughs> that end up, you know, there's all this water and stuff all over the place, you know. 
and uh, you know, it's sweating and all that, the, the cubs you, and everything. You don't so, respect the wood. I don't. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that bothers her. <laughs> she demands that I respect the wood, and so the uh, so she does that. She's been making like you know all different things with with knitting, and you know even work with a uh, metal and and things that require linking and kind of this threading that goes around it to to keep stuff in place. She's even doing that diamond art, which is really hard. My mom made this massive diamond art. Mm -hmm. uh, picture I, I shared it on Facebook and Twitter um, of a really popular painting of the Virgin Mary and Jesus. That's my favorite with angels all around. And it's a beautiful picture. My mom made it and it inspired my, my wife to get involved in that whole diamond art thing. So she, during the, the, the house arrest, <laughs> right? <laughs> Cause we're not six. So we're not technically quarantined, uh, you know, but the idea of separation, you know, that we're all in our homes and stuff. And her job is to walk dogs. And so she goes and she walks dogs for doctors and nurses and lawyers and pe people who go around speaking, corporate people and everything. And so nice homes, nice dogs and stuff. And um, but thing is, they're all home. And so some of them, you know, they have enough money that they say, look, you know, we, we love you. You've been with us for years now. We want to keep you going. And we understand that this would affect you. So even though we're home, we want you to walk the dog. Right. But not everybody's like that. And so this is, it's been a, it's been a blessing and a curse in a way, because in the one hand, it's really, it's really hit home. It's hit the pocketbook. And yet on the other hand, um, it's, it's made it so that it's opened up time for her, for her creative energies. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm really, really glad to see her doing that um, and stuff like that. So I, I relate to it, dude. And I know your wife. And so she knows me too, man. She made that, she, she shared that, that, uh, meme on my facebook dude of like uh me after watching a scary movie at night before bed and it's this little chihuahua dude that like turns its head like it heard something and its eyeballs are just bugging out and i was like oh i didn't see that dude it's hilarious and i'm like you know me and she goes oh i definitely know you <laughs> so yeah i i relate to that man but books dude like i haven't been reading but what books have you been reading dude yeah um thanks for asking I have been reading a nonfiction book uh, about, uh, I can't remember what it's called, something like, uh, it's for marketing, <clears throat> dealing with um, like ad campaigns and Facebook and Amazon and stuff like that. Something like uh, for authors who hate math or something. I, I don't know. It's got a silly uh, title that I can't remember. Uh, it's written by Chris Fox. I've been writing that or reading that rather. Um, it's not giving me anything that I don't already know so far. I'm about maybe a third of the way through it and uh, got an audiobook from one of, I got uh, Armand Rosamilia's first uh, Dirty Deeds book. And I listened to maybe the first hour and 45 minutes of that so far. I think it's like a four hour book or something. I've been enjoying that. It's a, a crime noir thing about a guy who gets hired to kill children um, by their parents basically like go off my kid kind of thing but instead of following through he pretends to do it and basically hooks them up with a new life that's a fascinating concept it it really is um and and there's actually a lot of baseball stuff in there too because the protagonist this guy he's a baseball card collector mm -hmm. so you can you can you know you can really hear um his love for baseball love for baseball yeah yeah and, and baseball cards but um audiobooks are a weird thing for me 
Um, I'm a little, I don't know. I've never been diagnosed ADHD or ADD or whatever, but I wonder whether I am <laughs> just because I, you know, I, I do have a hard time focusing on one thing. I've got way too many, way too many hobbies and interests, like just nuts. You're a Renaissance and man though. You I should, kind of, you, you should maybe be popping some Addies, but the thing is, is that you are a Renaissance man. I've always been like the <laughs> yeah. jack of all trades and master of yeah. none. You yeah. know, it's like yeah. I, I got decent at skateboarding. I, I got good at, at, at playing guitar. I, I taught myself how to paint. Um, I, you know, write books, I'm writing books. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's what it feels like, but master of none. But the, the, but the writing is, is something that, that I've really tried to focus, you know, I've given up on touring the world in a band uh several years ago so but the the writing thing is the one that i've taken the most uh serious yeah so i've been reading that and uh i know i'm reading something else that i that i can't even remember uh right offhand but uh I, oh i'm reading another uh book for a possible blurb but dude i saw some movies recently one of the movies i saw was called um my friend Dahmer. have you seen that no, but I've seen the preview the, for it. Okay, I, I guess it's based on a graphic novel. It's like him in it's like him in high school, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it was good. It was well done. It was about what I expected, I suppose. I, I thought maybe it would be a little bit more. I mean, I knew that he wasn't going to be off killing people, right? You know, it's like the making of a killer. <clears throat> like what? Who yeah. is he before? Like what? What, what was his life like? Right, you know? and I, and I'm from you know I read. Um, I can't, his dad wrote a book. I can't remember what it's called, but uh, I read that like, uh, gosh, 20 years ago or something. And I can't remember anything about the book, but I, I'm, you know, I'm one of these people who I have a, I do have an interest in the brains of serial killers and why they do what they do mm -hmm. because it's just so, I don't get it. And I, and I was just talking to my son the other day because he listens to true crime podcasts and it kind of just been freaking his girlfriend out and we were laughing about uh <laughs> about you know there are some people yeah. who are just downright fanatic about serial killers yeah and i i explained to her that i think that the reason why people take such a interest is because um well i suppose there's two one could be wow what does it feel like to kill a person and then they could have some kind of like give this person godlike status because they've been there they've done something that this that's the grim side of of right the obsession with that the other would be that the idea of being a serial killer is so far reserved from your own self and who you are that it's fascinating because the idea of you know and i've talked about this before if someone like broke into my house and, and I had a gun, I'm not one of these people who automatically would just be like, well, you just screwed up, buddy. And then I put a bullet in between their eyes. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a, please get out or I will shoot your knee. You yeah. know, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a violent person. And the idea of just taking someone's life, unless of course I, I know for a fact that, my wife and kids are in danger. Well, my, yeah. my son, he's the only one who still lives here. My, my youngest, yeah. but then, yeah, I'm sure business could be taken care of. And then I would just deal with the repercussions of the PTSD afterwards, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But if, if there were no like immediate, like, Oh, there's no doubt about it. We're going to die here. And it was just some dude, you know, some thug that's looking for some silverware to, um, 
get a, a you know some rock or something i'm not i don't have the mindset to just have the knee-jerk reaction to just i'm going to kill this person because i have the right there on my house i'm not one of those people i i know yeah. people like that that are just like I, i'm a little bit i'm a little bit like that <laughs> right right and I, 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 I know that I, I had to teach my kids about that and say like look man like teaching about guns and saying you know you don't mm -hmm. even with play guns don't don't point at people's faces and don't even and i'm trying to teach them not even to put their finger on the trigger unless they're playing a game where they're like trying to be army guys or whatever you know, yeah. that to teach them basic safety things and saying that, you know, I just I know people and that's why maybe the, the influence that I know people who, you know, tried to be the guy that's like, hey, mister, I don't know why you're here. And I, I, I'm afraid to shoot you. And, and they're either dead or maimed for a very long time uh, for the rest of their lives. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, yeah. I'm kind of one of those guys that's like, yeah, you don't you don't aim for the knee. Right. And but I know what you're saying, though. And I and I. And yeah. I think part of that is my empathetic nature because mm -hmm. I have been that guy making stupid decisions, breaking into a house or vandalize severely vandalizing something because I'm young and drunk or, or just young and stupid and thinking that they're, you know, not thinking about repercussions or not thinking about this is costing someone money or this is wrong or, um, and then have, fortunately kind of woke up and been like what the I, man i was i an asshole kind of thing so i have i have a lot of empathy for particularly younger people let's say or even drug addicts who are clearly doing things that they wouldn't do if they were in the right state of mind you know whether they be drunk or or in the middle of a, a drug addiction so if someone were to, you know, break into my home and I, and I guess I would, what I'm saying is I would have that, I would like to know the details, you know, if it was some yeah, rando yeah. that was just like, well, I'm here to rape you and your kids and your wife and then kill you and dismember you, then dude's going to die, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, it, it, yeah. but if it's some dude with, you know, I don't know, some young thug, then uh, I, I don't know, man, I, I wouldn't want to. I, I, I would think that I would be like, you know what, man, I, I mean, I wouldn't put my arm around him and go, dude, son, I've been where you're at. You right. Know, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. But I don't know. I just, I, I do. I, I, I have, I have thoughts on um, young people being sent to prison too for, for stuff that I don't know. I, I was talking to somebody about this recently about getting caught because sometimes you, you see people who do something. And then they apologize after they've been caught. And then yeah. people are like, oh, he only apologized because he got caught. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. who's to say that that's not a sincere apology? There's, there is something to be said about living a certain way or having a, a doing something wrong, not having an understanding of that, and then getting caught and then waking up to what it was that you've done. Yeah. You know, I, and, and I, and I speak, I guess, from experience, I started uh smoking weed and and getting drunk and stuff at a pretty early age at 12 and i remember doing under the influence of these things and when you start to do those things drinking or, or you know drugs or whatever you don't even really necessarily have to be in, under the influence at that moment but your mind is in that kind of new you're in a new mindset because you're living a different lifestyle your morals are different now and when you're 12 and you're hanging out with, you know, older people than you and you're partying and you're feeling your body's feeling a certain way it's never felt before. It's very freeing. 
you're feeling invincible. And I got caught doing some stuff, um, you know, and got ended up getting on probation. And it was a wake up call, man. Yeah. And I did end up apologizing and it was a legitimate apology. And it was like, I had an epiphany. It was like, well, what was I thinking? Right. You know, so I, I have yeah, I consequences. Have, consequences are a bitch. Like, I mean, yeah. it, and, and I'm not saying that as like, oh, shoot to kill kind of guy. Right. Yeah. But just simply saying, you know, that, that's the whole that's the whole thing. And consequences, um, if somebody if somebody apologizes in light of the consequences, you know, that doesn't mean that they are insincere because then they're going to live with the consequences of this. And so when will it become sincere? Like, <laughs> is there a waiting period? Yeah. Like, like you're supposed to wait a couple months and then we'll trust it. Like, no, if that person says they're sorry now, you can still it doesn't mean you have to trust them right away. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, and I think it's, uh, you know, talking about probation even if it wasn't a legal probation a moral one that someone says look man you know my mom did that to me where i i really messed up man on something and she's like look you really betrayed my trust and i forgive you because i apologized i got busted and she goes i forgive you but you need to earn my trust back and that's a probation period and so she she trusted the sincerity of my apology because she has to she doesn't know my heart she doesn't have magic crystal ball but time will tell mm-hmm. and in that time and that consistency of changing that you know and it would be great you know in in a moment when you're in the dark or whatever and you know somebody's in your home to be able to have a conversation <laughs> you know that would be nice should if, i kill you right now or should i just go for yeah the you know should i go for That'd the knee like are you that good you know yeah most people are not most people who even have home protection, stuff like that. They don't even, they don't practice, you know? Mm-hmm. And so being that situation, adrenaline pumping, they're probably not doing Wim Hof breathing exercises. <laughs> so they're like, so, so they're not, they're not really good with adrenaline control and they're scared and shaky and, and they're scared and, and you can't, and it'd be hard to tell. And it's one of those things that really it's an ex post facto. You're going to learn it afterward and to kind of yeah. learn the circumstance. And some people will live sadly with the the trauma of knowing that maybe that person was just somebody that was down on their luck to be honest and yeah. that's that's unfortunate and that's also though part of the danger of being the person who goes into a house they don't know that's a dangerous that's that's as dangerous as the other way around yeah because the the person doesn't know who's the person here in the house what do they have what's their right. temperament and that's it's a tough it's a tough deal man so i understand what you're saying dude yeah and be, and because i've lived through that I've learned from it and I've, I, I'm not even, um, remotely close to being the, I mean, I wasn't remotely close to being that, that person, uh, that I was at 12 soon after. I mean, yeah, I, 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 you know, continued to, you know, party and stuff after, after being kind of scared straight for a while. And then, you know, I had my ups and downs and, and with that, um, over the years until I finally quit for good. But, um, if for someone who has been a different person, not done any kind of prison time for it, um, and became, you know, it took a lot of self inventory over the years, tried to learn from my mistakes, trying to try to learn from others mistakes, you know, um, and preempt any kind of like, um, stupid thing that, that I might run into. And I've seen friends of mine and family that have done that too. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I have a real soft spot when something, when somebody makes a dumb decision in the moment 
and their life is over, especially mm-hmm. it's a, if it's a decision that I've done. Probably everybody listening to this at one point in their life has drove a car when they were not supposed to mm-hmm. while they were under the influence of some, um, uh, you know, and there are people who have done that and they've killed someone uh, either they don't know or, or somebody that they loved in the car or they and died. Life, yeah. And their life yeah. is over and either way yeah. and their life is yeah. over. And that's the same thing that we have done, mm-hmm. but we didn't get caught. We weren't in the wrong place at the wrong time. It's just, you know, we, the, the, the dice rolled differently for us or God was looking out for us. So, mm-hmm. But my point is that I, I do, I, that's part of my deep empathy for certainly not for serial killers, <laughs> yeah. which, is what, which is what yeah. started this. Yeah. Dahmer dude. Yeah. No. But, but the people, but the people in the film, I mean, I Dahmer, I, the, the original Dahmer movie, you know, he's going into these, these, uh, gay sex clubs. Right. And he's having sex with people that are putting themselves in really dangerous situations and they go home and a lot of them are younger, you know, and they're going home and they end up in his freezer and it sucks. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. But have yeah. you not have ever had a one night stand? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, no, no. Okay. No. Yes. I've had, that's what I'm saying. You is you're playing dangerous and you could end up at a freezer. Yes, that's well. That's the thing. Is yes, I could. I could end up having Michael Meyer, you know, <laughs> popping out of the closet or something. Michelle Meyer, yeah, getting me, you know, Michelle Meyer. And so, like, <laughs> you know, the yes, and that's that's the thing. Or, or I mean, look, man, uh, you know, I've I've been with lots of ladies, <laughs> right? And I know people who were with very few, and and they they're living with herpes all over their face i mean I'm, and i'm not yeah, i'm not exactly. belittling that but that's serious mm-hmm. i zero zero problems my whole life and i look at that and that's a that's a tragic thing but it's also one of those things it's like russian roulette yeah and and i say these are games of russian roulette and it's a terrible thing but there's a bullet there too you may not get the bullet you might get it the next time someone mm-hmm. might get it the first time they spin that revolver right yeah and it's it's the game, and it's a sad, terrible, tragic thing. Um, not to belittle it, but and, and I only brought that up about the Dahmer thing because yeah, that's something that those dudes experienced, you know. Or, you know, it's different, of course, with John Wayne Gacy, you know. And the thing about serial killers, I understand that too. Like I, I was, um, I really liked watching movies like that to understand kind of their mind. But I've also read really terrible books. I mean, I, for example, you know, I. I I read Mein Kampf, not because I like Hitler. <laughs> Dude, Hitler sucks. He's like the, the 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 number one bad guy of all time, right? Like the most you can't. There's nothing other than Satan that would be worse, and maybe in some ways it's the same. And so, but you know, to to sit there and say, what is the brain like? How what created what we all know was a, a cataclysmic, world changing, world defining person and moment. And the same thing with serial killers is why I liked watching um, Law and Order Criminal Intent, you know, is to see the mind in that. It's why I liked the movie Seven. You know, I used I I really liked the movie Seven when I was younger Um, and and watching it and trying to understand the, the evil genius that would would play that that movie that way. Right. Or that storyline that way. Um, And so. I understand that, you know, I, I've never listened to to these podcasts, but I'm 
I'm pretty selective even in my listening. I listen to talk radio and stuff. When I go to bed, I'll I'll pop on some stuff or old time radio. I've said that I like that. Um, but audiobooks, dude, you mentioned that. I mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever listened to an audiobook from beginning to end. Never. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know why that is. I am kind of pretty ADHD. I'm actually diagnosed <laughs> right <laughs> of this and medicated. And so, like, that's a real thing. Um, but the, uh, you know, the thing about audiobooks, you know, or podcasts were like serial. That was one that was really popular for a while. Uh, the, the podcast serial and, you know, I might be interested in something more like that, but audiobooks, you know, yeah. I, I struggle with it. And I mean, a lot of times cause I don't like the reading of it. You know, I, I don't like the way that it's read. Um, you know, whether it's LibriVox or whatever that is, man, and they're just kind of randos doing it or whatever. Um, there are some that I really like, but I just can't stick with it that long. I'm not in a car long enough. I can imagine if I was in a car, maybe mm-hmm. a lot doing that. But if I'm at home, you know, I'll read a book instead of listen. And so, yeah, but, the, guy, the guy doing the Armand book is uh, he's good. I'm sorry, sir. I don't I don't know your name, but uh, uh, it's good. And, and I I feel like he's one of these narrators that I feel almost like I like it. I I, I think I would enjoy it more him reading it rather than i would me reading the book because he adds more flavor and personality to the blandness that i would the monotone that i would be doing but so i watched yeah my friend Dahmer, and it was a decent movie but dude there's a brand new movie on shutter that i just watched and i know you don't have shutter any longer probably i do Oh, I had I oh, kept it. We we oh, kept, kept it, it? Okay, because good. of the show. Because okay. we were gonna good, get good rid idea. of it, man. Yeah, we were yeah. gonna get rid of it. And then we we did this huge tailspin for this. And I'm like, well, okay, I'm keeping that bugger now. Okay, you have to watch this movie. Yeah, yeah. There's no sex in it. I personally think it would be fine for your kids to watch, but do not it's called the beach house. The beach house. Do not uh, there's suggested sex, you know, kind of like a getting up from the bed and putting my shirt back on kind of thing. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know, yeah, you, yeah. Like you can clearly tell what, what just happened. Yeah. Or turning but, the light off and there's a silhouette in the window and they yeah. go down and then the light goes off and the saxophone is playing and you're like, oh, I know what's happening. Yeah. And then yeah. a couch pushes a girl <laughs> off into a dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <And> then... <laughs> <laughs> no, but do not read the little like one sentence synopsis. I didn't. And I'm so glad that I just threw it on because I knew Did it, was it spoil new. It? it. It's not a spoiler, but if you don't, the, the movie has a, such an intensity to it that if you have no idea what the movie's about, it's going to make the experience really good because you're not you're not sure what's happening. Is this person to be trusted? Who's the antagonist here? What is going mm-hmm. to happen? Mm-hmm. And it's unsettling as you watch it because of that. It's a very quiet, slow burn of a movie. And it's so up my alley. But it has body horror in it, too. And I'm a huge body horror fan. It's indie film. Acting is great. Uh, The cinematography is great. The effects are good. And, dude, it is one of the best movies I've seen this year. Uh, I think I gave it like a 4.7984. A (laughs) 4.7984. No. Yeah, dude. I think I, yeah. Gave it a, I think I gave it a 4.75. <laughs> loved it. Loved it. And I and I can't wait to hear you. But again, you're gonna you're gonna stick with those quarter scores, dude. I got that from you. 
Oh, well, your, I, I, your logic I, makes a little more sense, though, because at least at least like IMDb allows that it doesn't allow the two point threes or whatever. You know well, what I, I mean? got that from you because when we originally did this, <laughs> I thought that we were just going to go one, two, three, four or five. Yeah. And then you started doing like, <laughs> like a four point whatever. And I'm like, yeah, OK, he's yeah. going to do a four point. It, it has to either be a four point five or five or a four. Or maybe yeah. it's 4.75. But yeah. you're like, I think that's a 4.8. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's dude. It's not a score. Yeah. It's so a little better. It's a little better than the 4.75. Yeah. Yeah. But 4. anyway, 8. dude, the beach house, man. Uh, it's good. It's good. I can see people not enjoying it just because um, if they're not into that indie slow burn, you know, no, nothing happens for a while. Yeah. But that tension is there because you're like, this is a horror movie. Crap is it eventually going to get the hit the fan. And I have no idea where it's flying from. Yeah. 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 So stay away from the synopsis for sure. Just put it on and uh, and enjoy it. It's, I'm it's actually a, it's a great movie. I'm trying to stay away, to be honest. And I, I you can't do it all the way, man. Like you got, you know, you luckily I have you because I can say, hey man, is this a good movie? And you can say, yes, it's scary or it's, you know, this is in it or that's in it. And you don't give much away as to the storyline, but I'm almost avoiding previews anymore. Yeah, and, dude, they're horrible. Dude, I hate it. I, and here's a good example, man. Insidious. Insidious in the preview, it shows the, the medium chick. And the psychic chick, and she's all like, she's like, it's not the house that's haunted. It's your son. And I'm thinking, dude, you don't find that out till they move out of a house. Mm -hmm. And you would you would not think that you would you would wonder. But that's really a, a twist. Yeah. So what are they doing that for? Or 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 um, what's it called, man? Um, Friday the 13th, mm -hmm. right? Friday the 13th. I saw previews for it and I, I stopped it because it was like. It was like one, two, and it showed all these kill scenes. And I'm like, oh, no. no, I'm like, why are you doing that? What? Who's the person who thought that would be great? Now, it's not in order. Right. And so it's in it's it's out of but order. You know who's going to die. You, yeah. You know who's going to die. You know, the the scenarios and the situations kind of like the circumstances around it. So I knew, for example, the, the guy, the um the owner of the property for the camp. I knew that that guy was going to die uh, when he got the ride from the police officer and he hops out and it's raining and he runs up and he sees the sign and there's a flashlight there and he mm -hmm. goes, uh, can I help you? Oh, and he starts talking to this person. Mm -hmm. I knew that that was going to be a death scene. Mm -hmm. Right. And so there was, it, it, which given the way that it does it in, in different scenes in that movie, there are some times where you think death's going to happen, but it doesn't. And so it, yeah. it builds that suspense. Well, that was gone for this. I knew it was going to yeah. happen. And so right. stuff like that. But I'm like, you know, I, I want to watch these movies and I want to be genuinely scared. You know, like tonight, I'm really hoping <laughs> I'm hoping to be biting my nails, man. I'm ready for this. Do you, and, uh, do you know anything yeah. about it? I well, I did see part of a preview for this, and it was a while ago that I saw it. But I don't know. I saw a preview for the newer one too, and so I don't really, I don't know. I, I know that it involves something, a creature that was frozen, um, and that there are a bunch of people in it. It's not like one person or two people. It's like a team, mm -hmm. and there's questions about the team. 
but I don't really know anything beyond that. I don't know what happens with the thing trailers. Yeah. They're just, yeah, they're yeah. the worst. And I, and I, and I'll tell you this, man, I've ex- from personal experience, if I put a movie on that, I don't even know what the genre is, let alone uh, the, the summary. I'm probably going to like it. If the, mm-hmm. if the acting is good and the diet and there's not like really anything to laugh at, I'm probably going to like it. And that was the beach house, you know, toward the end when I, when I kind of figured out, you know, what, what was going on and what kind of movie this was and and stuff, I had paused it. And when you pause it, you can, you know, the thing shows up on the bottom and it'll say the beach house and then it'll have the one line synopsis. Yeah. Uh, So I did read it and I was like, Oh, I'm so glad that I didn't read that because then I would have known already what I'm getting into and what this movie is about. There would have been yeah. no mystery about it at all. So um, even something like that, man, and I'm telling you, you, you throw a movie on that you had known nothing about and it's, it's a whole other experience. It's really good. way, per- way preferable. And so this is really cool because, you know, that's true of any movie in some ways, but I feel like it's maybe particularly true in things that are suspense things that are you know slashers any kind of within the the umbrella term of horror right Mm -hmm. and mystery so like anything like that if a mystery you know if you show too much of it you know i think that that's so terrible because then you're like well wait a second part of the fun of this is trying to figure it out and thinking you've Mm -hmm. got it but you were wrong or the horror is is you know the when is the moment that this is going to happen you know people are going to die like Mm -hmm. that's in you know, Friday thirteenth, man. You know people are gonna die. It's a dude on the cover with a freaking machete, man. Like yeah. you know, and some campers and junk. You so you're like, oh, okay. Or or the 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 uh, just before dawn, man. They're all like out in the woods, and there's this, and it shows the creepy killer dude behind in the background, mm-hmm. the imagery and stuff, and it shows him this cool kind of the new version, the new uh, Blu-ray of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool drawing, really cool. It might be a painting, but it's really cool. And he's standing in the back in his jacket and stuff. And he's got this huge honking knife. It's obvious he's not friendly. And it's obvious that knife ain't for fun. You know, (laughs) like he's not just, you know, like, oh, the knife, it ain't no big deal. I'm just here. You know, so you know that what's on is going to be like Donkey Kong at this point. It's going to be bad for them. And so Mm -hmm. why show anything? Why, you know, but I also understand the need to get people out there, you know. And so I've just, I kind of have a personal position right now, especially with movies to do with this show that I'm just like, nope. I'm not watching a preview anymore. No more. I mm-hmm. want to go in every time. So this is as close as I've been to not having any preview at all. This is the closest because I, I don't really know Very anything good. about it. But from now on, I won't even I'm not I'm avoiding them like the plague. So, okay. yeah, well, let's uh, let's get into it, man. Let's watch. Let's watch the thing. Let's do this, man. Hey, everybody, it's Kevin Goatee. It's Kevin Israel. And you're listening to Gutting the Sacred Cow on the Project Entertainment Network. Hey, Kevin, what exactly is Gutting the Sacred Cow? Gutting the Sacred Cow is a podcast where we invite comedians and talented people every episode to come on and trash a movie that you probably love or someone you know loves. That's right. We've trashed, but we, our guests, have trashed such films as Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Gone with the Wind, Grease, even Star Wars. Can you imagine the balls on that guy? Did he succeed? I cannot. Yeah, well, listen, and you'll find out. But this is Kevin Goatee and Kevin Israel for Gutting the Sacred Cow. <laughs> 